Yeah. Everyone can tell me exactly what they need from me The first second they speak to me I'm not with all the secrecy secretly beefing me Behind closed doors but playing it peacefully For the streets to see my have some decency Don't move like a puto Could at least keep it a buck like answer to Kumbo I made north of the border like Vito Rizzuto Throwing parties in Miami Welcome to the Keeping It A Buck podcast show Jake Weinbuck here along with fellow NBA writer Dalton Sell We are about one month now into the NBA season, and the Milwaukee Bucks are 11-3, second in the Eastern Conference behind only the Celtics. And there's already trade speculation this season. Dalton, we'll get right into it. The Bucks are rumored to be having conversations about acquiring forward Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns. I know that this has been a topic for a while now since the start of the season, with Crowder's saga in Phoenix and wanting out. Now the Bucks are reportedly the likely team that will acquire Crowder eventually. Last night, there was some chatter that there was a three-team trade nearly finalized that involved the Bucks, Suns, and the Rockets, with Grayson Allen going to Houston, Jay Crowder going to Milwaukee, and Eric Gordon going to Phoenix. What are your thoughts on Jay Crowder. And do you think a trade is going to happen in the next few weeks or so? Yeah, well, you say the next few weeks or so. I was fully expecting a trade to happen today. Today, as in Thursday, November 17th. I Because I saw the Jake Fisher reporting that the three-team deal was close. I was like, okay, it's close. Maybe they'll work on it the next day and it'll get done. But nothing came of it. So, yeah, within the next few weeks, I think if... I think the next few days, if anything, but... That's just speculation. Yep. We know there were talks. We don't know what's holding up that trade. Maybe it's draft compensation or salary-wise. Who knows? But there's obviously interest from the Bucks in Crowder. What do you think? Like, acquiring Jay Crowder, if it means parting ways with Grayson Allen, what does Crowder give the Bucks besides, you know, that extra defensive versatility? Well, that's that's exactly what he gives them. From the moment that it was announced that Crowder wanted the trade, Milwaukee was kind of the obvious landing spot, I suppose, because they're always looking for bigger wing defenders, and Crowder is exactly that. You know, he's it's getting to be kind of a cliche at this point, but he's their P.J. Tucker replacement. He's the guy that's going to come in and defend the KDs or the Jimmy Butlers or the Tatums and stuff like that for 40 minutes a night, however much they want, so... It makes sense for them to be in on Crowder, and I'm not all opposed to them trading for him. I think it is a bit uncharacteristic of them to make a move early in the season because usually they wait until the deadline. But I also feel like this is kind of a rare situation where a guy requested a trade right before the season who checks off all the boxes for what they're looking for. So it is... I. I'm keeping an eye out because I think it could realistically happen. I think he's a guy that John Horst is looking at and wants on this team. Yep, and I'm glad you mentioned the P.J. Tucker role too because that's exactly what I think of when I think of Jay Crowder, a tough-minded guy, a dog that will fight each and every night for his teammates. Um, Yeah, and I like the fit. I like the fit. 
it does give the Bucks a lot more versatility on the defensive end. But are you hesitant at all that they really need that? They're already first in defensive rating. And like we said all year, including last year, an offensive punch, whether it's in the starting lineup or off the bench, would be kind of nice. And parting with Grayson Allen, who is known for his offense, would decrease that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, I do. I I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. So trading Grayson Allen, offensive piece, for a more defensive-minded PC Crowder, when the Bucks are already first in defensive rating, are there any hesitations about making that swap to get Crowder? Yeah, there there are. You know, Grayson has proved to be that he's a perfect fit on this team, you know. But I think at the end of the day, the question is, you know, the Bucks are always looking to strengthen their defense. And if they have a chance to add a guy like Crowder, who, like you said, would bring more versatility and tough defense, I think that's something that they would consider, you know, because circling back to the PJ thing, they don't really have a guy on their roster like that right now. Wesley Matthews played that role last year and played it well, but he's getting up there and, you know, I don't know if he's a guy you want to in the playoffs send it KD or Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum for 40 plus plus minutes and long stretches. Plus if you get a guy like Crowder, you know, having Matthews is a bonus because he's another great defender. So the Bucks, yes, I think if you get a guy like Crowder, you strengthen your defense even further. You might sacrifice a little bit on the offensive end. He's an okay shooter, not the greatest shooter, but I think it would make the defense even scarier. And that's kind of what I'm looking at here is specifically a player of his archetype, getting a big wing defender. It's not like we're getting a, you know, a defensive minded center. We're getting a big wing defender, which is something that I've said we've needed for a while now. So yeah, I think. It's a worthy swap to consider, at least. It's definitely something to think about. And I know Grayson Allen has been very inconsistent, or the Bucks have liked him to be more consistent and efficient. But who knows, maybe Grayson will develop if you give him more time this season. But it looks like the Bucks are all in here on acquiring Jay Crowder. And like we said, it'd be a great fit. I think if acquiring Crowder, the swap of Grayson Allen, maybe a second-round pick. I think Crowder would start right away once Middleton comes back. I have a starting lineup of Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez at center. I think that's that sounds good to me. Marjan Bochamp has been great. We'll talk about more about him in a second here. But acquiring Crowder would also take away less minutes from Bochamp. You know Crowder always shoots well against us when he plays us from three. Everybody does. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Crowder can be inconsistent too at times. And I just don't want us to rush parting ways with a guy who can help us in Grayson Allen on the offensive side of the ball when we're already stacked defensively and have the number one defensive rating. That's the only reason why I'm like hesitant. But I like Jay Crowder who he is, what he can provide for us. I think Crowder would be much more valuable in the playoffs for us than Grayson Allen. If Allen continues to be inconsistent the way he's been throughout his entire stint with the Bucks, But that's just my perspective on that. Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. You know, I, 
I truly am torn on whether I think it'll happen. I think, like I said, I wouldn't have been surprised if it happened today, but at the same time, I could see Horst just saying, okay, let's, let's settle, <clears throat> let's settle down here and regroup at the trade deadline. See what, see who's available. Maybe somebody will become available then. And We'll try to get them. I, I really don't know. I keep going back and forth on it, but it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. We'll see how it all develops, right? And uh, Jay Crowder is also from Milwaukee, went to school at Marquette. That's true. Maybe he'll get a welcome home. Circling back to Marjan Bochamp here, the rookie, 24th overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft. He's been impressive so far. I did not think he'd get this much opportunity with the Bucks this early in the season as a rook, but injuries have gave him these opportunities and he is taking advantage of it. Absolutely. He has the injuries have certainly cleared a pathway for him to see some minutes. Not only that, but he's being a starter for this team, you know, for the past three, four games or something like that. And he's playing well. The big question was, you know, is he going to be able to fit in on offense? Is he going to be able to produce? And we've been a bit rocky. There have been good nights and bad nights. But when he's good, when he's on, he's good. Like some of these, some of the stuff he's doing on offense when he's on, it's crazy. He's hitting step back threes, throwing down some nice dunks, getting some and ones. And it's just like you can see the confidence building. Like when he came in and even during the the summer league, he was he looked nervous, you know, and understandably so. But as he keeps playing, he just looks more and more confident. He's already making a huge difference on defense, you know. The Bucks have been – and Boonholzer, you know, he's usually pretty hard on rookies, like as in the sense that they don't earn a lot of time. But not only is he giving Bochamp a lot of time, but he's not shying away from giving him some tough assignments, you know. Like he's been guarding SGA, and then last night he was guarding Donovan Mitchell, like a lot. Exactly. So he's – the opportunity's there, and so far I'd say he's taking advantage of it, you know. Needs to find a little more consistency on offense, you know, settle down a little bit sometimes. But I I love what I've seen from him so far, and I think I think he's definitely made a great impression, and I hope we can see him consistently being a part of the rotation, you know, as guys start coming back into the lineup. Yeah, for sure. And coming into the league, I thought Bochamp would solely be known for defense, his defense you know, to start out his career. But his offense has been more impressive than his defense to me so far in the early stages of his NBA career. And it's not only, like, making these highlight dunks. He's hitting these fadeaway Js um, and three-pointers, catch and shoot. And like you said, he's confident. And that's a big, big part of being a rookie is your confidence level coming in being ready, staying prepared. And not only does he have confidence in himself, but the coaching staff has confidence in, in him and his teammates have confidence in him. You see that him team loves him. him. That team yeah. loves him. You see all yeah. the all the videos, you know, all the behind the behind the uh behind the scenes stuff. They love him. They they all love him. And I think that's definitely helped. You know, that's a, a great locker room, a great culture, and he seems to just he fits like a glove. So I am glad to see it. Hundred percent, and you'll see Marjan talk to Wesley Matthews, Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris. He has all these veterans that can help him improve, not just on the court but off the court with his preparation and just making the most out of his opportunities. And he's done that so far. 
And another thing I gotta praise Marjon about is his mentality. He's got one of that one of those dog killer mentalities that just wants to go out there and fight for every loose ball and just wants to win. He wants to be great, and you can see that each night. And I love that from a twenty one or twenty two year old rookie who's just come into the league. It's really impressive. This guy's going to be in the league for a very long time, and he's a special talent. He will be a really, really good asset for Mike Budenholzer and these Bucks for a long time. And we're obviously excited about his development. We're just only a month into the season. So real, lots of hype about Marjan Bochamp so far. Absolutely. I was one of the people this offseason that really wanted the Bucks to get that young piece, you know, whether it was through the draft or through a trade, I felt like they kind of needed somebody in their 20s, low young 20s, and he's been that so far, you know, somebody to bring some youth onto this team. He's really been that. He's been a huge spark so far, and I, I can't wait to see how his rookie season unfolds. It'll be fun to keep watching and seeing how he grows, but he's one of those kids that the more you watch him on the court, the more you look into his background, his story, where he came from, why he wears the number zero, the more you like him. So lots of excitement around Marjan Bochamp, the rookie for the Milwaukee Bucks. And we know how deep the Bucks are. This is probably the deepest roster they've ever had in franchise history. Injuries have been key to the Bucks early in the season, and that's why, probably why he's been getting most of these opportunities. So we'll see if he can keep earning these minutes moving forward once the Bucks get healthy again. With Chris Middleton coming back, Pat Connaughton, Joe Ingles, all these guys coming back, hopefully we can see them on the court making the most out of his minutes still. But, like we said, exciting, exciting stuff about Marjan Bochamp. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about Brooke Lopez now because he has been one of the bright spots for the Milwaukee Bucks to start this season. He's That's an understatement. He's That's a flat-out understatement. A game. He's averaging 16 points a game, six boards. He leads the NBA in blocks at 2.5 blocks per game. He's shooting the three ball at 38%, I believe, or 38.9%, which is crazy for a seven-footer. And he's just been efficient on both ends of the floor. He's got to be a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year this early in the season. Let's see if he can keep it up. But Brooke Lopez has been a major spark for the Bucks on both ends of the floor, and you'll love to see it from the 34-year-old center. Absolutely. He is having an absolutely incredible season so far. You know, he he had a rough year last year coming off a of back surgery, you know, playoffs. He didn't really have his footing. A lot of Bucks fans were kind of, you know, on the fence. Should we keep Brooke? Is it time to move him? Should we try to move him? And he's just come out this mm-hmm. season and played incredible basketball. And like you mentioned, he's doing it like he's all over the place. He's hitting threes. He's got the most made threes by a center of the season. He's got the most blocks in the league. Like he, He's just incredible. He's, he's absolute. I can't explain it any other way. Like the stuff that he's doing – Especially last night's game in Cleveland, you know, he shot seven of nine of three here in Milwaukee against Cleveland. He shot seven of nine from three. Like, what other seven footer is doing that? He's just been incredible. And he is certainly a huge reason for this 
this hot start, especially with all the injuries. He stepped up mightily. So very impressed with what I've seen with Brooke lately. And I really can't wait to keep watching him. You know, it's just, I'm out of words. He deserves so much credit for the way the Bucks have started the season. They wouldn't be 11 and three without Brooke Lopez to start out this year. And it's, it's not just this, this season. He's been impressive. It was the championship run. He was so underrated. It's just he's a perfect fit to Coach Budenholzer's system on both ends of the floor, whether he's facing the floor on offense, now becoming a three-point sniper, and then on the defensive end, cleansing the paint, serving as that rim protector. And he's just he's, – he's contested the most shots in the league so far by a mile. It's not even close. So what he does on both ends of the floor is so – so undervalued. I can't stress it enough. And I love that he's just proven the doubters wrong. You're right. A lot of Bucks fans were questioning about his fit, his age, whether it's time to move on to center position. But he's clearly proved he is the right starting center, the perfect starting center in terms of skill set for the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely. He is having a, a great year. And the big thing has been the three-point shooting. I think he's shooting seven attempts per game or something like that. And he's got, he's knocking down, like you mentioned, 38 or 39% of them, like just incredible. So if he can keep that up, it's going to be a great year for him. 38.9% from three from a seven footer. So far. It's crazy. It's crazy. 14 games, but yeah, really impressive. Let's hope that he keeps it up because man, he's killing it right now. Absolutely. And I saw I saw on Twitter some all-star chatter. People are starting to trying to get Brooke into the all-star game. And if he keeps playing like this, you know, they they certainly might have a point. If the all-star break ended right now. Yeah, I'd say Brooke Lopez should absolutely be an all-star. But lots of more games to play. Let's hope he can be as consistent as he has been and keeps this rate up. It's been really impressive. We're glad to see it. With Brooke Lopez, who is on an expiring contract with the Bucks, so this is a big contract year for him, prove it year for him. So you love to see it. Another guy that's making the most out of uh, the early stages of the season is recently signed Javon Carter for the Bucks, who, like we talked about in our previous episode, could start for the Bucks for the season. He started what every game. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. So, yep. Javon Carter has been the surprise of the season so far. Like we talked about before the season, if there was one guy that'd be the most improved player on the Bucks this year, it would be Javon Carter. You and I both called it, and it's been that way to start the season. He's averaging almost 10 points per game, shooting 40% from three, and he's just he's been amazing at the point guard and shooting guard positions, shooting well controlling the pace, controlling the tempo. And you can tell the Bucks love this guy. His teammates love great locker room presence. Old dog mentality. Now he's starting to make a trend with the treadmill mentality. And that game against Oklahoma City, he had career-high 36 points and 12 assists in one game. 36 and 12 in one game. Man, he has been impressive as well to start this season. And another reason why the Bucks are off to a hot start. 
Yeah, I completely agree. He is putting up career highs across the board. And a lot of that is simply because of the opportunity. You know, he hasn't had an opportunity like this before to showcase himself. I think he's playing 10 more minutes per game than his previous career high. So he's certainly taking advantage. And I am somebody who's of the opinion that he should stay in the starting lineup when everybody's healthy. You know, I think he think he's a great fit in that lineup. He's another ball handler can shoot it well, fits along well with the starters, can take some defensive pressure off of, you know, Drew or whoever else is in the lineup. And he's been great. He's just, like you said, you know, most improved guy for the Bucs. He was both of our picks, and he's been that so far. Career highs across the board, playing great, playing great defense. Seems like he's really earned Bud's trust this year after a controversial finish last year, so... I've been really impressed with him too. And yeah, that 36 point game was just crazy. You know, he, he's been really good this year and I'm really excited to see where things go because, you know, he was good last year, but with an entire off season to, you know, get to know his teammates more and build that chemistry. I was excited to see where things would go and it's been great so far. I cannot complain. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his skill set, his mentality, who he is as a person. And I love his fit culture-wise with the Bucks. It just seems like the right fit for both parties involved. And listen, it all depends on the if we acquire Jay Crowder. I do anticipate a Jay Crowder trade happening soon. But if we keep Grayson Allen, and once Chris Middleton gets healthy, I would want Javon Carter in the starting lineup at that two-guard spot instead of Allen. If Crowder, if we acquired Crowder, then I'd probably want Jay Crowder in the starting lineup with Javon being the backup point guard off the bench. I see that. I mean, I, I just don't know how the – the thing with bringing Javon off the bench that worries me is the whole George Hill thing again, that whole controversy, because right now you don't really have to worry about that because Javon's a starter, Drew's a starter, and Hill's the backup. But I don't know. I guess I really can't speak on it until Jay Crowder comes to town and – we see the whole trade if it does happen, really. But, yeah, I've kind of just been of the opinion after watching this that if we don't make a trade or something, I would like Javon and Javon or Marjan to be the starting two. I don't know if that's controversial, but I said before the season I could see Marjan being a starter just because he fits well with the guys. And, well, we haven't seen him with Chris yet or Pat or a lot of the guys I think that would still be true. He fits with that group. He's shown it. And he fits with Giannis, Drew, Brooke. I think he'd be a solid two guard in that lineup, give him some more confidence, give him some more opportunities. So him or Javon, I would like to be in the starting lineup. I think that's a great starting five for the Bucks, And that's no disrespect to Allen. I think he just he's better suited to come off the bench, in my opinion, gives him some more some more freedom, I guess. Which I agree. He he came off the bench earlier this year, and I think he's only done it once. And he had a he had a great game, and yeah, I just think I think he's better suited to come off the bench, and Marjan or Javon is better suited to be a starter. I agree, totally agree with that. Yep, and so we'll stay tuned on the trade chatter. That'll affect how we look at the Bucks and the rotation, the starting lineup moving forward. But if the Bucks do not acquire Jay Crowder, and he goes to some other team. Are there any guys that you'd have in mind that the Bucks could go after instead of Crowder? I do, yeah. I've I've tweeted this a couple times just because I was 
you know, there's been a lot of reports. I was reported before the season that the Bucks were looking at Jeremy Grant, and now they're looking at Jay Crowder. They're looking at switchable defenders. And it came out, a report came out the other day. Who reported it is slipping my mind, but it said the Bucks were looking to get to move Grayson Allen for a defensive minded front court player. And through all of that, the name Robert Covington just kind of came into my mind. And, you know, I did some digging and I looked and yeah, he's on the Clippers. He signed a new extension this offseason, but he's not really playing. You know, his minutes really aren't there and he's getting a lot of DNP's coach's decision. So, you know, he's just he's just not playing for them. And with Kawhi out, that's kind of kind of strange. So I don't know if he's available or not. I don't know if he will be available once he's eligible to be, but. You know, if the Bucks strike out on Crowder, that's a guy I could see them going after. They were interested in him two years ago, I believe, and even though it's not two years ago, and he's not the player he was two years ago, maybe. He fits what they're looking for, you know, switchable four, can defend guys. So if that falls through, I could certainly see. I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Covington came up on their radar. Another guy... I've said this for, I was saying it back last year, uh, PJ Washington from the Hornets, if he's yep. available, another guy wouldn't mind, another young guy, switchable four, can defend multiple positions. So I haven't heard any rumors about him this year. Same thing with Covington, but those are two guys I would keep an eye on if Crowder went to Miami, Atlanta, or somewhere else closer to the deadline. Because if the, yeah, the Bucks strike out on Crowder, they're just going to stand pat and wait and see, but I don't know. I really don't know how things are going to pan out with Crowder. It is a very interesting situation. If it was reported that a deal was close last night, you know, maybe the Bucks are all in on it. Right. Could happen very soon. And those guys that you mentioned, Robert Covington and P.J. Washington, are other good options that the Bucks could explore. But that that we don't know. We don't know their availability. And we know Crowder is available with this trade request and him expected to move on from Phoenix very soon. So we will keep our eyes out on that. But all things are looking good for the Bucks so far. Number one in defensive rating, second in the Eastern Conference, half a game out of the Boston Celtics for first place. They will visit the Philadelphia Sixers tomorrow night. Another thriller. Giannis against Joel Embiid. We're still waiting on the Bucks to return to full health with Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton. All expected to return soon here in the near future. Drew Holiday's also injured, but he's expected to uh, return this weekend. But yeah, so far, so good for the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Always a good time. So Always a good time, Dalton. All right. Thanks for popping on, man. And we'll talk to you next week. Go Bucks. You bet. We'll see ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.